Welcome to the Rise Resolute Podcast. I'm your host, Gina Meyer, a doctor of physical therapy committed to helping people live healthfully, joyfully, and push past even their own expectations for their life. Hello, friends. I hope I find you today feeling strong and empowered. But if you're feeling less than that, come along with us for a little boost of positivity as we journey on together. Today, I have the awesome opportunity to interview someone who has a fantastic running book that was just released. Our conversation is great and covers topics like being your own advocate, the importance of rest, shifting your mindset on how to actually enjoy exercise, and having a grateful heart for the events that are happening right now in our country because conversations that once were very difficult are becoming more normalized and they are so important. Here's the interview. I'm so excited to have Amanda Brooks with us today. She is an author, she is a running coach, and she is the person behind the popular blog Run to the Finish. So welcome, Amanda. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Gina. Absolutely. I'm really excited to hear more about your journey. Um, And if you would just kick us off by giving listeners a little more background on who you are, Amanda. Absolutely. So I currently live in Denver, and I am super excited that we live here. Um, We have moved all over the country, I feel like. And um, luckily for me, running has been a big part of that journey. So it's allowed me to meet people in different places to kind of find my footing each time we move. Um, I started running at the end of college. So prior to that, I was in a lot of sports, but like a lot of people, I did not run. It was punishment. Um, (laughs) And so I feel, yes, very lucky that somehow I found it at the end of college. Some friends were going to do a race and I thought, oh, I got to do this. But it really quickly became for me and not about them. Um, So now I've been running right around 20 years, which is insane to think about. Um, And you know, I graduated with a journalism degree, so I always thought I was going to be an author, but as life goes, that was not where things started. Um, so I went into the corporate world for a long time, um, and then around 2012, I turned that website into my full-time job. So I've been coaching and talking about running nonstop since 2012. <laughs> I think that's pretty awesome. Eight years of following your passion is pretty cool. That's fantastic. And we're like, must be about the same age because I just had a, whoa, it's been 20 years since college this year. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's a doozy. Anyway. Um, yeah. That sounds like an incredible journey and I'm excited to dig in more to um, some of the things that you've been through. But before we do that, I wanted to just pause and take a moment to react to what is going on in this country and our collective push towards justice and love and accepting, um, you know, all of our fellow humans and wanted to just get your feedback, um, Amanda, on, you know, how you've experienced this and anything you want to put out there um, regarding this current situation. Yeah, I honestly have been really grateful for everything that's happened over the last couple of weeks. I feel like it is making conversations that are tough, more normal. And so, you know, people who would never have talked about it before, even myself, like I've lived in Miami, which was so diverse. And, you know, I had these friends from all over the world, but I never specifically asked them like, 
you know, have you been discriminated against? I was certainly in situations where I said things like you can't speak to her like that or you can't say you dislike them because of their race. So I have never had an issue speaking out in that way. But I certainly didn't have these sort of in-depth conversations and I wouldn't have said a word like white privilege. Um, so I feel extremely grateful that we're normalizing all of these things because that's how we're going to see change happen. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I love that you say so. you're grateful and I, gosh, that is a great way to put it um, because I, I, I agree. I think that making conversations that once were so difficult for people more normalized is so important and it's really cool. And, you know, another thing that we talked about on the podcast just a couple episodes ago was the fact that, um, you know, you need to have the tough conversations and it doesn't mean that you're already always going to say the right thing. And that's okay. You know, you just have to be willing to go outside of your comfort zone and have these conversations and learn new perspectives. And, you know, all this stuff can be very powerful. So I love how you describe it. And I think that that's um, really valuable for those who are out there listening. Um, But yeah, let's move into your own journey, Amanda. And I want to hear more about some of the things that you've been through. So why don't you share some of your struggles and the challenges that you've faced with our listeners? Sure. I think the one a lot of people know about is that I had knee surgery a couple of years ago. I write about that in the book. Um, But for me, that wasn't actually the biggest hurdle I've overcome. Um, One of the big things that happened was a little while after we moved to Miami. So while I was far away from friends and family and sort of readjusting myself, I started feeling horrible. I was losing my hair. I was a marathon runner who was so fatigued. I couldn't get out of bed some days. And I went to multiple doctors who would say things to me like, you're just stressed. And I would think to myself, yes, this is stressful to not feel well. Um, (laughs) But I know something is happening in my body. And for me, I think because runners are so in tune with our bodies, I just knew it was something else. Um, And so I kept pushing. Oddly enough, I was reading a book by Jillian Michaels where she talked about hormones and she said a couple of things and I thought, that's it. That's what's happening here. So I found an endocrinologist And immediately, you know, the first thing he said to me was, you're a runner, you're healthy, this is a waste of your time. And then he ran the test and it came back, I was producing zero estrogen. So even a menopausal woman makes estrogen and I had none. Yeah, that's crazy. Yes. His first instinct then was to go to what we hear a lot of times. And it was, well, women shouldn't run more than 20 miles a week. And I'm looking at this man who is, I'm going to say, well over 100 pounds overweight (laughs) and thinking, this is really hard for me to take advice from you. Um, And also, I know that 20 miles a week is not a limit. Like, my ovaries aren't going to fall out. Like, this is not right. Um, So I was sort of torn at that point because I was 29 hormone replacement comes with a lot of side effects. People aren't aware of Um, like potentially cervical cancer is a huge one. Um, It's not designed to be taken for 20 plus years. So 
I opted out of that, but I knew I had to figure something out because I couldn't keep feeling so bad. And I got very lucky to find a functional medicine doctor. And I think as much as anything, someone who was willing to listen and say, like, let's try some things. Um, And so really that kind of started me on a different process of, you know, understanding my body, understanding like less of good food, bad food, and more like, well, how does this food make me feel? Because I was eating eggs every single day because they're a good food, right? But they're not a good food for me. (laughs) Um, And so I took them out and half my symptoms went away. Like my body was not happy with that food. So yeah, I think for me, that challenge of having people sort of brush you off it's not uncommon in medical. I have so many people come to me and say, I'm having the same issue. No one will listen to me. And so just deciding that you're going to be your own advocate and keep pushing and keep pushing because feeling tired and sick and worn out all the time, it's not normal. We act like it is, but it's not like, that's not how you need to live or feel every day. Totally. Um, So yeah, for me, that was kind of the big thing. Um, First was that push. And then I think the second thing was that I changed my training. So a lot of people know I talk about low heart rate training now. And that is honestly how I've even set all my race PRs. But it was a big mental shift to go from doing, you know, T25, hardcore, intense, plus intervals, plus runs all the time and kind of realizing like, uh, maxing out my body all the time is not optimal. Um, And I think that's been one of the big things, even as a running coach has been teaching people the value of our easy runs. um, (laughs) That is. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, and I think too, sometimes just letting ourselves off the hook every now and again, and not running for our pace or, you know, whatever it is can be can make it that much more enjoyable. I found that during this whole pandemic that, um, you know, sometimes it's better to have to not push all the time. Um, so I for totally, sure. I totally agree. And getting into that mindset of rest is where a lot of progress actually happens. Like if your body never has time to recover and your muscles to repair, like you're just in a constant state of breakdown. Absolutely. Agreed. So take us back then when you were kind of struggling and the doctor was saying, hey, you can't run over 20 miles a week, etc. Um, is there anything else that you wish you would have known at the time that would help someone who's facing some kind of similar type of struggle um, that you would pass on to them, Amanda? Yeah, I mean, I think the big thing really, like I said, was to keep advocating for yourself. So to keep, ask someone else, ask for a different doctor, ask for a second opinion. Um, And then the other thing really that I've seen for myself and a lot of other women has been going down the route of functional medicine. Um, I'm not going to tell you it's super easy to find a great functional medicine doctor. So really ask around, get referrals, look at reviews. Um, But they take a like a look at your whole body, your whole life. So they're not trying to just treat one symptom. 
And I think that's a problem a lot of the times is we try to treat a symptom, but it's maybe a result of all these other factors. Yeah, absolutely. I think these are such good pieces of advice. I, You know that I'm a physical therapist. I've been practicing for almost 20 years as well. And I, um, yeah, I number one, being your own advocate. Oh, so important. If we could just help people understand how important that is, if you feel like something is off and you're not getting the answers that you need. Um, yeah, and I think functional medicine and really just going to see a, a professional who who is looking at your whole person, you know, your yeah. whole self. You're right. Those are two really awesome pieces of advice. Um, so thank you for that. Uh, let's get in a little bit more to, I want to talk a little bit about your book. And I also want to talk about the, you know, how you've navigated through this pandemic and our quarantine and etc. But what I really loved when I was reading about your book is that um, one of the descriptions was that you you talk about embracing your place in the middle of the pack with humor and and loving the run that you've got without comparing yourself to other people. This is a great analogy, I think, to life as well. Um, but why don't you tell us a little more about that in your book? Um, so I'll let you take it away. Sure. So yeah, I, when I was thinking about this book, and I was thinking about the messages that I had got from people, there were so many people saying things to me like, you know, I really appreciate that you don't post watch photos all the time. Like, you've made it okay for me to be whatever pace I am and enjoy my run. And I was like, well, that's the whole point. Like, we don't have to be out there. Like, no one is making us run. There are a million things we could be doing to sweat or get fit. Like, but we're choosing to run for some reason. It was probably because at some point you found some joy in it. Like it's so hard and yet there's a pride in overcoming that hard. And in the beginning, we aren't comparing ourselves to other people. We're just kind of figuring it out and we're excited. We ran a mile and then three miles. And then all of a sudden this like weird thing happens in our brain where we're like, Oh, I should run that faster. Yeah, it's true. Today's run wasn't so good because I didn't go fast. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And so I really wanted to kind of speak to those people who are like, man, I just, I want to enjoy my run. It would be great to get faster, but I don't want to come home from every run feeling like I failed because my watch said something. Um, and so, yeah, that was really kind of what prompted me to think through it. And so while it's absolutely a guide full of tips, a lot of it is that mindset around like, how to just enjoy it more. Yeah, totally. I, I love this. I, I I really like the piece too about, um, you know, not comparing yourself to others. And I think that that is one of the great carryovers for life as well. I know it's totally a cliche, but comparison to <laughs> is the thief, thief of joy. It take, it robs us of our joy. Um, and so I, I love that you're an advocate for just, you know, getting out there and enjoying your run um, and, you know, seeing seeing the joy and the humor sometimes right yeah. um, <laughs> like the other day when I caught my toe on a sprinkler and went flying across the pavement oh, yeah. that was a great one <laughs> yes and you're and then you look around and you're like did anybody see right. that <laughs> right. totally um, awesome well tell us uh, tell us more about your um, journey through quarantine Amanda what strategies have you used to stay on track and and keep that joy etc Sure. So I will fully and readily admit that the first couple of weeks of quarantine were very hard for me because I 
was in the middle of doing a book tour. Um, so yeah. I had all this forward momentum um, that obviously came to like a crashing halt. And so I mentally had to take a second and just refigure out like, oh, wait, I was planning on focusing on this for like six months. And now what am I doing? Um, And so that took me a little bit. um, But then I just started readjusting my focus um, on, you know, the other things I wanted to put my energy into to try to keep my business going forward, even though everything was so weird. Um, And then my running, um, I'm actually running more miles than I have in probably five, six, seven years. Um, And that is not the case for many of the athletes that I coach. They have struggled a little bit more with motivation, um, especially with canceled races. I found for myself that I knew at the moment I had some time to put in some miles, some time to take care of my body after putting in some miles. Um, And I was just enjoying being out there and the freedom of it and that control of challenging myself in that way. So I think when everything else felt like I had zero control, I could show up for my run and I could decide when I wanted to stop and how far I wanted to go. Um, And that's felt really good and empowering. Yeah, I would agree with that too. I found the same and it's been, it really has been a gift to have, you know, have running through this. But I also, you had an awesome post um, on Instagram a little while back that said that you hope your friends still accept you when it's over. (laughs) And we we didn't make the sourdough starter. I really wanted to, Amanda. I wanted to. Um, Or watched how your king or journal, et cetera. But I think the point is that wherever, you know, wherever you are in this, there's no guilt. You know, if you weren't adding extra miles to your runs, so be it. You know, you do you and, and um, you know, do the things that bring you joy during this time. Um, and hopefully we're coming to a turning point where things are going to continue to improve. Um, that is my hope anyway. But um, let's move towards wrapping up. And as we do that, uh, before I go to my little positivity push at the end, I just want to give you the opportunity if you have any other positive um, vibes that you'd like to put out there or words of encouragement for others. Yeah, I think, you know, it can't be said often enough to be kind to yourself and, you know, to continue kind of looking for, like you said, the things that bring you joy. So I will say one of my athletes, she just has not been in a headspace to run. So instead, I've been putting things in her training plan like Zumba and Taibo and <laughs> things that like she hasn't done in a decade. And every time she's like, that made me smile so much. It's what I needed this week. So I think it is easy, whether we are runners or CrossFit or whatever it might be, we have this label. And so we are then afraid to not do it because we've told everyone I am a runner. But if you don't feel like it right now and you feel like dancing around your house, like you will not be less of a runner. You are still a runner. Like do the thing that's bringing you joy right now. That is great advice. I love that. Totally true. Um, Okay. Before I get into my last couple of questions, let's give listeners a way to find you and find your book if they'd like to run to the finishes on Amazon. Is that the best place to get it, Amanda, or where should people go? 
Yep. Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million. If you want to support a local bookstore, um, you can find it through almost all of them as well. Um, I want to say Libero and Indigo, if I'm pronouncing those websites right, are great to like find it through a local store. Okay, awesome. Yeah, so I encourage um, the listeners to get out there and buy the book um, because it's full of great tips, but also just some authentic talk about running. And so I think everyone would really enjoy it. Um, all right, let's move into the positivity push. If you're ready, Amanda, this is a rapid fire. Are you ready? All right, I'm ready. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Um, okay, a couple simple things that bring you joy. Uh, running, pizza, and my husband. Ooh, love it. Okay, what kind of pizza? I have to ask. Oh, honestly, like it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. There's no like <laughs> special type. Um, I will eat any of it. Nice. I think my husband falls into that same boat. Um, okay, so you're going to f- complete the sentence. Okay, and this is going to go out to our listeners. Um, so the complete the sentence. Never forget. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Take your time. I know so many things. Okay. Never forget you are worth your time. Ah, awesome. I love that. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, by that, I'm sure you mean time to take care of yourself, time to go running, time to do the things that nurture you and your spirit um, and bring you joy. Very cool. Yep. Last one. All right. Complete the sentence again, going out to all the listeners. You can. You, you can run if you want to. Nice. <laughs> I, honestly, I hear so many people that will say I can't run and I get it. I mean, I remember faking knee pain to not run, but I think anyone who wants to run truly can. Yeah, that's a great message. Well, fantastic. It's been my pleasure to have you on today. So thank you so much. And um, I look forward to collaborating in the future. Thanks so much, Dina. Awesome. And connected. We can rise.